Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am Brandon Cruz, and with me today, I have I have a special guest, uh, Mr. Alec Opperman. He is the senior content editor over at Wisecrack, and of course, co-host of the Squanch. Welcome. <laughs> well, welcome, Alec. I see you stalked my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> heck, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know the the thing about LinkedIn, like it's it's hard to it's hard to stalk people on LinkedIn. What? Why is it hard to stalk people? Well, because then it's like, oh, somebody looked at your profile. And yeah, but they they made it harder, so now you can't tell. Which is the only reason I have a LinkedIn is so that I feel special when people are looking at me. Now <laughs> now I have an abstract number, but I'm like, I want to know who and from where. Turn off your privacy settings, even though I have those privacy settings on as well. <laughs> right, right. You know, and and I guess that makes me feel bad because I I barely ever get any of those. Oh, <laughs> like maybe quarterly. It's like somebody looked at your profile, but then it has like the subtitle, but also immediately closed it because they don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, man, thank you, thank you for coming on the show uh, and and talking with me about the episode that we're, we're going to talk about. Uh, a little bit after, I want to talk to you about Wisecrack. Uh, and of course your, your stint on the, the squanch, but, um, for right now, let's, let's talk a little bit about this, this twilight zone episode. All right. All right. The Rip Van Winkle caper originally aired April 21st of 1961 stars Simon Oakland as De Cruz, uh, man out to my own heart minus the day part. Um, he was in, he was in psycho. He's in a few other things. Oscar Beregi, uh, I apologize to him. He's probably not with us anymore, but I probably butchered his name. Uh, he was as he was Falwell in this show, but he was also in Columbo. I like to point out Columbo connections. Columbo's such a solid show. Yeah, <laughs> haven't uh, seen it, but I'm gonna assume it's solid. You you have you have to. Just one more thing. That's all you have to know about <laughs> Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was also in two other. Twilight Zone episodes, Mute and Death's Head Revisited. Uh, directed by Justice Addis, who directed three episodes and written by, of course, Rod Serling. Uh, as far as our synopsis, bang, bang, boom, four men after a heist of the century make themselves sleep for a hundred years to get away with it. After waking up, they find themselves in the middle of a desert and discover the downfalls of capitalism and the laws <laughs> of supply and demand. Uh, and there we go. That's... That is the that is the synopsis in a nutshell. Uh, so let, let's start, Alec. What are your initial thoughts on the episode? So I've I don't think I've ever seen a Twilight Zone episode. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the Twilight Zone podcast. No, you're you're perfectly allowed to say that. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, but watching it, I want to watch more Twilight Zone. But I think probably in the grand scheme of things, I'm. I don't know. I thought I thought it was too predictable because as soon as they were like, "We're going to put ourselves to sleep," I was like. Oh, they're gonna wake up, and they're it's, they're gonna wake up, and Lenin Lenin statues are gonna be everywhere, and it's gonna be communism, and their their gold will be worthless. Now, I was a little wrong. Gold is worthless because they've learned to manufacture it. But you know, same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a line inside the episode uh, early on before before the big twist is given away, where I, I think. Um, Paulwell says, wouldn't it be ironic if there is a nuclear war and there is nothing to spend this on anymore? Right. And you're like, 
you don't even know, buddy. <laughs> you don't even know. Uh, and and that that may have that maybe that was like an original treatment or an original foreshadowing. I, yeah. I don't. I, go ahead. Yeah. No. Sorry. What did did you like the episode? How does this fare in terms of other Twilight Zone episodes? Uh, you, you're you're right. It is it is a tad predictable. Um, what I I do like the episode. I have a question. Um. How many people you think nowadays know the story of Rip Van Winkle? I I think they know the name. And even I, to be honest, I had to Google it because I read it at some point in school, hated it, didn't remember it. <laughs> and then maybe like a year or two ago, I, I found a Washington Irving book in a bookstore. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll read this. And then I started, you know, Googling, uh, stalking him on the internet because that's what yeah. you do with historical figures. And, uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, Rip Van Winkle." So I, I knew it was a Washington Irving. St- I knew it was a Washington Irving story, and then I googled the synopsis, and I mean, it's a great story. A, a man with a nagging wife just gets drunk with some mystical, like strangers, uh, falls asleep for a long time, and wakes up, and his wife is dead. Like, you know, happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, and that's and much like the Twilight Zone. You know, everyone lives happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I don't know if I remembered that part of Rip Van Winkle. Like I again, I think everyone knows like the name and generally like, oh yeah, he falls asleep for like a hundred years. Yeah. And w- wakes up with a with a beard or maybe, I don't know. <laughs> um, but like all like the mystical drinking stuff is, is probably not what I, I remember from that. Yeah, and, and according to Wikipedia, it's some kind of Dutch gin, which I want to try now. Ooh, <laughs> we should we should go we should go over there and and, and track it down. Yeah. What if it's like a real drink that everyone like the 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 Dutch just don't tell people about now? <laughs> they don't want uh, the hipsters to get a hold of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, uh, you know, the whole absinthe stuff, you guys went out, out of control with that. We're keeping our Dutch gin to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh speaking of of the beard, I'm actually segueing back past the Dutch gin stuff. One of the things they say as they're waking up from this, them in this glass cases and this gas is like, well, how are we, do we even go into the future? Because we are, our fingernails aren't longer. We don't have beards. Uh, what'd you, what'd you think of that? I, when I was reading about Rip Van Winkle, I was like, oh, this is, is this a nod to it? Because it's specifically, he knows because his beard is long. Yeah. May, may, Dutch gin. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, when when they when they said that, did it? Did you feel like it was kind of uh, expository, <laughs> or like? Yeah, it's almost like we didn't have budget for beards, uh, fake beards, so we're just gonna explain this. And maybe, and I don't think this happened. I think the guy died also purely for expository reasons, so that they could explain, so that they could prove that they've been around for a while by seeing his skeleton. Otherwise, yeah. they're like, "How are we going to prove to people that they've been dead? That not dead, asleep for so long?" <laughs> right. It, it, I thought. I thought it was weird that they forgot about Herbie. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Like for for so long, like it's like five five minutes, and they're like, "No, we're not in the future." Oh, it's like five minutes later. And yeah. They go through this whole spiel. Yeah. Especially because it seems like they think they've been asleep for five minutes. It's like there, there was 
four of us five seconds ago. Now there's not, but that yeah, it's fine. I'm not going to think about that for at least another <laughs> couple minutes. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe that, maybe that, you know, trace, you can trace that back to their relationship with Herbie from, from the get go. Right? Herbie was always expendable. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, Herbie, come on. Like, why do we even bring you on this heist? I'm like, oh, you're, I'm, I'm Tommy's brother-in-law, you know, like one of those. <laughs> I also didn't understand his specialty, I think was mechanical engineering, which I got the noxious gases. I got explosives. I got firearms. What do you need mechanical engineering for in all of this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, I mean, what do you know what mechanical engineering does? Uh, do, I, do they build I imagine bridges? they make <laughs> battle bots. That's what I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, that, that's that's what it like. They did this train. I shouldn't say this because I actually think I have a friend who's a mechanical. Sorry, <laughs> I have a friend who's a mechanical engineer that I've been friends with since high school, and I don't know what she does. Something with airplanes. Maybe you fly them. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Aer- aerodynamics, uh, lift and drag. Yeah, those those are words I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so Herbie was in charge of the lift and drag of this train heist. Right, and he needed to get. I mean, he did it wrong because when the the car goes off the cliff, it's not very aerodynamic. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he was actually in charge of planning that that <laughs> little stunt. Yeah, uh, you know, I talking to Herbie's expendable nature. I'm surprised that they gave him any lines of dialogue in this episode at all. Yeah, like one line. It was, he said, amen to that. Is that all he says? That's all. He, I'm pretty sure that's all he says. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then just dies by a rock. Dude, this is just another thing I thought was odd. I get everyone in the 50s wore suits, but but was it also the cultural norm to wear suits in the middle of Death Valley? I, I've i always asked myself that that question. I, I There was a an article showing like colorization of world war ii photos recently cool um and and a lot of folks in like in africa were wearing like the suits with long sleeves and it's all wool like yeah that sounds not i i thought i learned in history class that we beat the redcoats because they had heavy wool shitty uniforms and we wore rags or something i Oh, I I don't know if I ever knew that. <laughs> Maybe I mean, like I, I, that's not the only reason, but you know, it, it, we were more versatile. You know, we could get all dirty and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I skipped like that specific paragraph in my, the Macmillan book. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that would that would make sense. It's like a reverse Napoleon uh, Hitler thing, <laughs> where it's just too hot. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> Oh God, we we're not gonna win here. Get us some iced tea. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, so Herbie's a waste of time, and but but ex- exposition. He had a ring on. I, I don't know if we ever even saw that he had a ring before. Was so it a class ring? It, it looked like a class ring. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. On the on the skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So not not a whole lot of importance showing us that, other than. He's a skeleton. The one line out of that that I thought was funny was like, how long is he, how long would this have taken a year or a hundred years? That was, that was nowhere uh, in between. Just one or the other. (laughs) Uh, I, in, come on at this, at that point in time in, in the person's life, 
you know how long it takes for something to decompose. And and I don't like, like Well, they're in a here. desert. Things decompose drastically differently. Like this is where, you know, mummies happen, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh with uh Brandon Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I like that the expert in noxious gases is also an expert in decomposition of humans. Yes. So calm, so collected. He just, he just knows it all. (laughs) Uh, talking about Falwell, there's, you know, he's the entire time he's explaining everything to, uh, like he doesn't, because for some reason DeCruz forgot how this all works. And plus the audience needs to know. Yeah, yeah, we need to know what what's going on. Uh, but after after they come out of the cave, it's a hundred years or whatever later. Uh, they're loading up the gold into the back of the van, and and Falwell is now he can't he, he started off with this cool collected guy, and all of a sudden he's worthless and sweating and and is just incompetent from that point on. We we don't even really know what he did. Like he seemed kind of hands off in the heist, except that he invented the Rip Van Winkle stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I don't even know what other than. I think like, he's just the mastermind. Jo- he's just like a Joker. He's just like the Joker. Like, ah, oh, here's some gas. Yeah, but but if the Joker wasn't com- was incompetent, anything else? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. you know, like your typical manager at uh, you know, like a crappy job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys are doing good. Uh, make sure you fill out your timesheets. <laughs> uh, hundred years, remember. Hundred <laughs> years. Um, did did you think that the uh, De Cruz had like a solid reason to drive that car off of that cliff? Was it? Oh yeah, it took me a second though. It so it looks like an accident that the guy died because then after he says to Falwell like, oh yeah, he like. Had an accident, and you're in the middle of the desert. And a hundred years later, I think you, <laughs> you, you hid in a cave for a hundred years. Just put the body back in the cave. <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, do you, ditching the truck or ditching the van as a as a plot point anyway, right? What that is that is that stupid or or yeah, am I? You're in the middle of Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't you? They they could drive it maybe even just like they say later it's like twenty eight miles to the next town, uh, based off of when they fell asleep, like drive drive the stupid van down at least at least like fifteen miles. Yeah, and you know, I do a lot of hiking. I'm bad at it, but you know, like six miles, I drink like three giant Nalgene's full of water. <laughs> they have one <laughs> shitty canteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, which. Come on, like they, they did not, they did not prepare well. Yeah. Uh, it, they say at the at the beginning before they go to sleep, like ah, let's destroy the vehicles, whatever. Like, but then they're inside the cave, and then there's a a readily working van that doesn't need a new carburetor or anything like that. Uh, I thought that was I think that was a little absurd. Wait, are you talking about? Sorry. There's just the one getaway car, right? Or do they still have the, uh, the the big, uh, truck that they got? Uh, well, hmm. Well, I I think like the the plan was always to, like, not drive to the next town. I thought it was. That's why they there's even a weird word 
they they essentially rust proof the car it's sorry they rust proof the car and they use some word of some patented anti-rust coating that i did not know about until i wikipedia'd it i don't remember what it was <laughs> rusties uh, yeah it, it was like the xerox of anti-rusting uh yeah, anyway so so the plan was always to drive that car but i don't and they loaded it. yeah the plan was always to go sorry is the plan not to go into town with the car well, so right before the, the commercial break, uh, the Falwell is telling to Cruz, you know, belittling him about not having an imagination and being, you know, basically a jerk to him, uh, saying, we're going to walk through this world. I, I thought that. Uh, so I caught from that that they weren't going to use the car then. They were just going to walk everywhere they needed to go for it. But maybe, maybe I misled. Plot hole. <laughs> come on come on twilight zone get get your stuff together yeah get it together <laughs> uh okay so now they're they're walking through the desert and one now there's only two of them because the cruise my, my boy he killed the other guy uh with with a symbol crash right and a uh, fallwell forgets his his canteen of so much water classic so much yeah classic, classic ball. Ball. <laughs> um and now he uh de cruz says yeah well, you can have some of my water uh for for gold <laughs> what do you did you did you did you see any issues with that plan like at the outset well i was like oh i'm gonna have to if this were me i'd be like fuck i have to carry more gold i'm already <laughs> out of shape this is just me the cruise looks like he's in good shape. Everyone's in good shape except Falwell because he's worthless. But yeah, uh, also he had no problem killing the other guy. Why not just kill Falwell and yeah. take his gold, and then also keep the water? Also, half a canteen for twenty-eight miles. What the fuck? <laughs> I think that uh, he he was so quick to kill the other dude, and for some reason keeping Falwell around. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with keeping Falwell around. I just felt that, you know what? I would still say, hey, I need the gold, but I'm going to keep a tally mark every time you take a, take a swig. Yeah. I'm going to get that gold back from you, pack mule, at the end of this journey. That's smarter. Open up a tab. <laughs> exactly. And then, like, because I felt then after that, that Falwell should have not been as parched he'd be like i feel good now (laughs) (laughs) does he ever take off his suit he takes off his jacket i think he takes off his jacket i know de cruz like he gets his uh he (laughs) makes a bandana and then he looks like a badass uh i i think he i think Falwell does eventually take off his jacket and he's just like in his he's just like so dirty and blistering around his lips yeah um, I, I, I don't know. I, I know. How do you, how far do you think they got? Half a mile. <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we, we know they, they sleep. It, it's also, you know, the desert gets very cold. They didn't talk about that. That's, that's right. That's right. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they spoon for warmth. Yes. You weren't allowed to really talk about that back then. <laughs> no. Uh, or they were like in separate beds. Right. Be- because they were warm together. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, that, that was a, that was another thing that I thought of. Like you know, 
always in in movies or um, TV when people are crossing the desert and they're going through it at during the daytime. I I always think to myself, isn't that like the better time to not be moving a lot? And should you be moving more at nighttime? Yeah, I think a couple of things have covered this, but maybe like early morning, you know, like dawn, dusk. But is is it dangerous at night? Are there, I mean, like in the forest, it's dangerous. There's shit you can't see that will eat you. I don't know if that's really true in the desert. Uh, scorpions, scorpions are around. Maybe they're sleeping. Maybe they're not. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, because uh, I because I wonder. I mean, unless there's like huge, there's coyotes, there's coyotes in the, yeah. <laughs> the desert, right? And they're they're nocturnal dogs. <laughs> I did not know that, but now I do. I, I don't know if I don't know if they are. I mean, it sounds right, and maybe that explains why to to cruise and Falwell didn't do anything with it, right? Um, all right, so supply and demand. There it is. Eventually, uh, the cruise just really just takes all the gold, takes all the gold, and you know he he lets his guard down for a second. And what what happens? He gets murdered. <laughs> gets 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 murdered for it with the the very gold that he was trying to steal from poor old Falwell. Ironic, isn't it? <laughs> Poetic justice. Yes, uh, it, I, I, you you go this you go this far to cruise, and you're. I, I don't think he's in the wrong for the most part for the episode. Right? Yeah. I well, because that other guy was a dick to him. That's yeah. That's what, like part of the reason he murders him. He was being bullied. All right. <laughs> and there's only so much a person can take before you, you know, before the rubber band snaps. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't I don't think he's uh he's wrong for for treating the people the way he did. Yeah, okay. You, uh, I I mean, do do you disagree or is... Well, you know, there's always the question of like, all right, you're getting bullied. Bully probably deserves some shit back. Does he deserve to get murdered? That's that's a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to go that far. <laughs> it's a it's a philosophical question. I think. Yeah. Uh, and so and you're gonna cover that on Wisecrack. Yes the <laughs> the philosophy of murdering bullies. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great. Uh, co-written. co-written, co-written by Brandon Day Cruz. <laughs> yeah, Day Cruz, and and then and then you get like all these comments, and you're like. Don't ever let that guy do anything with them again. <laughs> Worst video ever. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Yeah. Do you think this... So I think the overt moral is... Well, it's hard to put in words, but something about worshiping money. I don't know. But the real message to me is portfolio diversification. <laughs> because, first of all, my first thought when they did this was... Oh, like how is inflation going to affect this amount of gold? And I was like, wait, inflation doesn't really affect gold. Like gold price rises independent of money. All right, whatever. Cool. <laughs> but then I was like, you know, they don't know what's going to happen in the gold market. Like there could be a flood of incoming gold. They find new sources on Mars or something and the price of gold could plummet. And all of a sudden your the return on your investment of sleeping for a hundred years has cut in half. Should have put a little bit in, you know, compounding interest savings account, but really index funds. (laughs) (laughs) 
that that's absolutely right. I mean, the the Great Depression it was already it was already gone and passed. You know, right. The, the, uh, there was some turmoil in the seventies with stagflation, but they they would have come out of it. They would have made a bunch of money during the nineties. Yep. I lost a little bit in two thousand eight, but you know now, well, we, we don't even know what's going to happen. What is it twenty twenty sixty? They wake up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like twenty sixty four, twenty sixty two, or something like that. He estimates because yeah. he's also a master. <laughs> uh, he, he can tell the age of where they are just using geology, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, they could have, they could have escaped. They could have like just melted out down some of the gold, turned it in, and went to the nearest uh, Jones Savings and Loan. Yeah, you know, or uh, and not and not put it under their mattress. They tell you this. Do not put your money in your mattresses. I mean, that's what that's how the Great Depression happened. I think. Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure I read an economist who actually talks about that, and that's not a joke. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I, I'm glad it's not just like random thought that just went through my head. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, um, are do you, do you have any other thoughts uh, as far as the episode goes? Uh, what do you think of the car? I I like the car. I would dr- I would drive it. I would it kind of looked like it belonged in Star Wars on Tatooine or something. <laughs> it it kind of looks like uh the Homer. It, what what's the Homer? The the Homer it's it's the car that Homer uh helped design with his brother Herb. This is Ooh. coming back to me from my childhood. Yes. So so it's like his long lost half brother Herb like found him and and Herb like worked at was a like a high executive at a car company. And he's like, Hey Homer, I want you to, I want you to help me design a car. And so Homer like started designing this car and it was just the crappiest looking thing. <laughs> but, the, but there's like that, those bubbles that we see in this episode. Like, yeah. It, it kind of has that, that flavor to it to keep the sand out of your eyes. Of course. E- exactly. But not the sun off of the top of your head. The air conditioning's just so good then. <laughs> it's, you know, you know, those, those fans that the, the bladeless fans. Yeah, the sharper image. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. <laughs> uh, w- would you like if you had the option of getting one of those or like a Tesla S? Which one would you pick? What what's the what's the mileage on on this new car? <laughs> uh, you know it's 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 not brand new. It's slightly used. Uh, maybe you know maybe about like ten thousand ten thousand miles on it. I'm gonna get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the the resale or the <laughs> depreciation, I mean, is like it's 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 one of those cars that it's good with the depreciation values. Yeah, and as soon as you drive the Tesla S off the lot, it's gonna you know have itself in value. That, that's exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> and I'm assuming that in the future they still don't have the infrastructure yet for electric cars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, you're. I'm I'm with you. I'd get I'd get this car too. Thank thanks, Brandon. In a, in a, in a, in a heartbeat. I was going to say shart beat. And I was like, that, that joke doesn't make sense. Why would I say that? But then I explained it to you. So that was important. I'm glad you did. (laughs) Uh, I ask everybody, uh, to rate to, I was going to say rank and I was going to say rate, but I said rate. Anyways, I ask everyone to rate the episode in whatever, whatever kind of system that you want. So one to 10, one to a billion, a plus, B plus, whichever. What would you rate this episode? 
out of ten, six point five. Six point five. I, I I enjoyed it, but you know, I called it in five minutes, and <laughs> not like in a cool like, oh, I'm so I'm not very smart. Uh, so I, I felt the ability that I was immediately figured out what was going to happen was otherwise it would have been like a seven and a half, eight. Right, right. What well, do do you think? Do you think, as far as you know, being able to 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 guess the the ending in some way, shape, or form, is is that a result of just all right. the the media that you've seen in your in your life, or maybe I I watch an embarrassingly little amount of things. <laughs> like I I mostly just watch The Office on repeat, but uh, <laughs> and then whatever I have to watch for Wisecrack, which which I enjoy, but. Uh, I don't think it's the amount of media I've seen. I think it's like Reddit culture of guessing everything. Like I've, I've read so many of those theories. I'm like, I know how to look out for everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Where you're like, okay, this, this episode is only 22, 23 minutes long. There has to be an <laughs> ending to it. And we, I know there's twilight zone twisty. So what's the yeah, twist going to be? It's already halfway through the episode. They're not going to introduce a whole new dynamic of like what life is like in the, the town and you know <laughs> what this post gold world looks like they're they're just gonna die and gold is gonna be worthless <laughs> yeah there and there it is you nailed nailed it yeah except my original theory was maybe them like seeing a giant statue of stalin and getting a heart attack or something <laughs> that 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 would that would have been scary that would been scary or or if it was just like a giant gold bar with arms and legs <laughs> gold has invaded and taken over the earth <laughs> And now they're like weird. They're crimes against gold manity. Yeah. Gold ascension. Gold ascension. <laughs> then there's a there's a there's a separate episode which is just all about a prequel to the gold wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh well I think that's something we should write um take together. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, well 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 thank thank you. Is it any other any other thoughts on this episode? Not really. What about you? Uh, I I don't really. I mean, there's it. It's very it's very straightforward, right? There's I don't I don't think there's necessarily anything deeper to be grabbed from this episode other than greed, right? Right. Yeah. Um. Um. I just turned into a teenager again. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> um. So yeah, other than like greed, I don't I don't there's there's not really a deeper meaning or explanation to be grabbed from, from this stuff other than maybe don't go to sleep for so long. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, I even think the greed message is a little muddled because even if they weren't greedy, that still could have happened. It would have been a sad story. You know, what if, (laughs) uh, like, what if I just thought like, okay, I can put myself to sleep for a hundred years. I'm going to put my money in a bank account and wake up with a ton of money. And I'm, uh, I'm I wake up and banks don't exist. Yeah. Banks don't exist. You know, that's not like a super great message, but yeah, I think the only message is diversify your assets. People <laughs> uh, n- next week on the twilight zone, a message about <laughs> diversity. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool, man. Well, well, thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me about, about that episode. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And is it is that is that so? That was your first ever Twilight Zone episode. I, I might have seen like bits and pieces at various points, and I, I know culturally that episode where the guy just wants to read books and then breaks his glasses. 
right. the apocalypse. I should go watch that. Is that a good episode? It, it is. It is a good episode. It's a cool mm. episode. Yeah, but because I, I don't really feel like he deserves any of the stuff that he has coming to him in that. I like dark things, Brandon. <laughs> okay, well then, then you'll love it. It'll be it'll be in your top two episodes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so you you work uh at at Wisecrack, senior content editor, uh, c- according to your webpage. According to my LinkedIn, <laughs> yeah. uh, we change titles like every every week. It's fine. <laughs> is is that is that for resume purposes? Are you like like look how much look how much stuff I've done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how how did you how did you get started with with Wisecrack? Uh, about three years ago, uh, I saw a Reddit AMA where one of their other researchers, uh, a woman named Mia, professor uh, of philosophy was talking about how she got started with them. And her answer was, I just emailed them and they got back to me. So I literally just emailed them and they got back to me. Uh, <laughs> and I started uh, writing for them uh, on a you know freelance basis. And it was just um, the, the shows we were working on. One was called 8-Bit Philosophy, mm. uh, which explains philosophy with like old video game sprites. And then that sort of evolved into uh, a series where we cover like the philosophy of insert TV shows. So the Rick and Morty house of cards or whatever. But anyway, um, I, I was writing that and there was just uh, about four of us, I think involved. And after about two years, I was like, Hey, I really dislike the current job I have. Uh, I'm looking for another job. If you guys want to hire me, you're my first choice. And they said, yes. So I, I keep getting really lucky uh, with wisecrack. Uh, so it, it was pretty great. And yeah, I, I've been working full time with them for about a year and it's been awesome. Uh, we've got went from about like four people uh, working on things. Now we have a team of like 15 re- uh, writers and researchers and all that cool stuff. Nice, nice. How, how do you uh, so for your videos, right? You do you do you like divvy out like, hey, look, look into this aspect of, of, of a like of an episode of a show or are there specialties among the team? A, a little bit. Uh, Sometimes, you know, there's, I guess, the show specialty and the knowledge specialty. So uh, I've watched lots of Rick and Morty lots of times. So if there's a Rick and Morty thing, I'm probably going to write about it. Um, some people uh, are, we cover anime sometimes, uh, and some of our writers really enjoy it. Others don't, and that's fine. So the ones who enjoy it. And then as far as the writers and uh, so, so for, to answer the first part of your question, it's usually like, Hey, you know, Bojack season four just came out. Who wants to, you know, watch it and come up with some ideas to write about? So we're just sort of assigning it based on that. But we we all collaborate. And for instance, um, we have uh, one of our writers, Claire, is getting her PhD in philosophy. Uh, We have a guy named Austin who uh, has his PhD in philosophy, but is like a trained theologian. Mm. So if you ever like, if there's ever a biblical illusion and there's biblical illusions and everything, he can tell you like the exact, like, Oh, this is like the Gnostic tradition of blah, 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 blah. Huh. It, it's fascinating. We've got a uh, sociologist. We've got, uh, yeah, just like oh, a lot of different kinds of people. Not all of them are, you know, PhDs. Uh, one of them was a public school teacher. Uh, so yeah, a lot of different kinds of people. Right, right. Uh, and you, uh, let me see. Oh, oh, oh uh, no. Oh, you, have no. A degree, you have a degree in politics. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's it. That, and now I can move on to a different subject. So how, how, is, how, how does that um, influence the way you look at, at, a, at, a, at a show? Right? Like how, does, how does that degree in politics 
translate into what you're writing about? So the program I did was kind of weird. The reason the word science is out of there is because like the the school was too cool for the science part. Uh, <laughs> they were like, oh, you know, politics isn't a real science. Like it's not physics, which, you know, there's a point to that. But uh, I, I studied a lot of political philosophy. So the philosophy thing is definitely there. And I think a lot of times like uh, political philosophy is essentially like, you know, you've got Hobbes, Locke, Rousseau, earlier on, you've got Plato, and then like all these sort of modern people talking about lots of different things. And I think most shows are tackling those questions rather than your sort of classical philosophy. You know, like shows aren't really reflecting on, you know, Plato's theory of the cave or, or, or uh, sorry, allegory of the cave or Aristotle's, you know, nature of humanity. Uh, they're really uh, reflecting on more current things, especially about like society and culture. Those things come up a ton in uh, political philosophy and also existentialism, uh, which isn't necessarily political philosophy, although sometimes it overlaps, can really get in there. So there's a lot of like existential shows that like to talk about how life is meaningless. Rick and Morty is a great example. Yeah. Bojack Horseman, uh, similarly. Um and then when you get into the dystopian shows like Black Mirror or even sometimes I'm assuming Twilight Zone, I think a lot of that sort of political philosophy can come in handy. Gotcha. Do, do you think that writers of these these shows, right? Because you, you and I, we we talk about, I'm talking about Twilight Zone. We've talked about, uh, you, ho you host a Squanch. I co-host uh, International RSS talking about Rick and Morty. Do you think that the writers of these shows uh are knowingly putting this stuff into it or is it are extracting their just that what they've learned uh their experiences and putting it into the writing i i've wondered and i want to like shake down some writers rooms and find out it's always been really because sometimes i think a lot of times it's you can sort of naturally come to these conclusions without reading you know a particular book um but sometimes it seems weirdly specific that i'm like did you do this on purpose like for rick and morty i wonder if there is a writer on staff who's read a bunch of like weird French existentialist and is really distilling it. But then again, you don't have to read those people to realize that nothing means anything. <laughs> right. 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 It's, <laughs> sometimes it's, it's like when you see uh, I'm just going to be a weird example, but you're like, it's late night. It's like one in the morning and you see something on it, like a Ronco esque infomercial you're like right i've thought about that before <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that was i've had that thought before i i can make a a i don't know something non-spillable <laughs> yeah all those frisbee. kitchen gadgets i i want wolverine claws to tear up my salad <laughs> and uh, who that was wouldn't have that thought it's just the person who had you know the determination to turn those wolverine claws to tear your salad apart into it reality Exactly. The, you know, sometimes it's it's luck. It's a combination of luck, skill, and and knowing the right people. <laughs> or just like not letting anyone tell you it's a clearly dumb idea. <laughs> uh and and I think I think that's the the second moral is don't let don't let people tell you it's a dumb idea. Right, cuz there's other dumb, you know, people who like your dumb idea. And yeah, I'm not denigrating it. Like good for them, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. You know, I'm going to buy those fucking clowns. <laughs> uh, we got another sale. Uh, just follow my link. My, my, your affiliate link, <laughs> yeah, my affiliate link to, uh, what is it? Wolverine 
Wolverine salad. <laughs> Wolverine salad claws. <laughs> We're gonna get a cease and desist. Yeah, we, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, okay, so wisecrack. Uh, you talk about talk about squanch, right? Uh, I've talked to you a little bit about squanch before. Uh, because because we we've talked on the squanch. About, <laughs> we about we have. Every, everyone should go check it out. Brandon's great. <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. And really, it's just if you like Rick and Morty, if you're listening to this and you like Rick and Morty, uh, you should really you should listen to the Squanch and also Interdimensional RSS, but also the Squanch because you're my guest and that's more important. Well, thank you. But no, really, listen to Interdimensional RSS first, then listen to the Squanch. The polite thing to do. I I I mean, mean, I mean, the polite thing to do. I mean, just listen to his first. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in your home telling you. No, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but so. Uh, you and Jared and Ryan got together and you decided w- at what point in time did you decide when Rick and Morty was coming back out that you were going to, you wanted to do a show, it, wanted it was, to do a podcast? Well, I've wanted to do multiple, like I've, I've wanted to do a lot of different kinds of podcast and you know, it's the sort of thing you can think about it all day, but you really sort of just have to dive in. So I was kind of thinking, Oh, what's like a thing we could easily dive into and our videos on Rick and Morty always do very, very well on our YouTube channel. And we all really like it. So I was like, hey, what, what would happen if we just did a Rick and Morty podcast? Our audience likes it, so people will hopefully actually listen to it. We know it, so it won't be like a crazy amount of work. Um, but I think we were probably thinking about it months before the, the season came out. And we recorded a test that was uh, a little bit different. Who was in that? Give me one second. It was it, well. I can tell you, and I'll, I'm going to talk while you're thinking. I can tell you that it, it was in fact not me. It was. It was not in fact you. Sorry. So the original test was uh, me, Jared, and another writer, and it was just kind of boring and brainy. And the great thing about Ryan, who's our video video editor, is he's just like uh, he he's funner and funnier than us. So he really lightens it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I with with me and with me and Travis. That's I. I he he gives me grief because one time I called him the straight man. I was like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm the funny one. You're just you're the straight man. So he always gives me grief on that. But but generally, like he's the one who's like keeping stuff on track, and and yeah, and make make sure I don't go off off the off the deep end. Yeah, Jared's Jared's the uh, I'll call it fascist. I I don't really mean that, Jared. If you're listening <laughs> to this, but you know he he's the topic. He's the the topic dictator. I think that's a better way to put it. Uh, and Ryan is the, like adds a little bit of levity to it all. Uh, asks a lot of great questions, and then I'm the one that's just up my own ass all the time about some kind of philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, that that I think the show lends itself to, especially when we talk about you know uh, meaninglessness. Meaninglessness. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, that's a word. We we yeah. used it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it it lends it lends itself to a, a lot of these philosophical discussions. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I, I, it's really, it's really good, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys really can can transfer the feel of, uh, the, um, the philosophy of of Rick and Morty, uh, some of those those episodes, and translate it into a podcast form. Do you, Thank you. Do you do you record those those videos usually before the podcast, or or do you? Is there a, a certain s- section of like crossover where you're like oh we're gonna do a video on rick and morty uh we just did a podcast on it or or vice versa so we've done uh we've done 
originally we did a couple of videos on Rick and Morty that uh, took a while and like way before the podcast. But I think what you're referring to is we like break down uh, every or almost every episode. There's some ones where we're just like, we don't know what the fuck to say. Those, <laughs> those actually, what happens is sometimes, sometimes I'll watch the episodes like, all right, I know what we can write, like whatever. We'll talk it through in the podcast. And then immediately after the podcast, me and Jared sit down and he's like, all right, like let's write this thing about your idea. Sometimes I go and having no idea what the fuck like we can possibly write an episode about and through talking about it sort of becomes obvious. And usually, you know, we watch the episode uh, Sunday night at 1130 at my time, yep. wake up, record the podcast and then essentially work on the script like all day Monday. <laughs> Jared records it Tuesday and then it's being, uh, you know, edited by other people on the team and put out usually Wednesday or Thursday. It's like a crazy schedule like the first couple ones i was staying up till midnight but Ugh. yeah they 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 come out like usually immediately after the podcast like we've sort of distilled some of those ideas uh, that, that's really cool yeah because because i i imagine that you know if it's if it's you primarily or you and jared primarily mm-hmm. uh, uh you know just coming up with the the ideas or the, the topics for these videos and then i feel like that's more difficult if you're not having an actual discussion about it ahead of time where yeah like let's 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 actually talk like what did you think of the episode oh i thought this like oh i didn't even think about that right right and 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 sometimes it's even where we'll talk about something in the podcast for about 20 seconds it'll just come up and then as soon as we hang up i'm like oh that's a really good idea (laughs) (laughs) right right right. well well man i i I just want to say uh to everyone listening you know go go check out wisecracks videos if you haven't already uh you could where where can people find wisecrack specifically so our youtube channel is great we've got a lot of shows breaking down you know tv shows movies occasionally video games uh and literature uh so youtube.com slash wisecrack you can just search for wisecrack uh you can find our podcast the squanch uh just by searching squanch on itunes pretty much any podcast uh platform except for spotify because we're not cool enough for them apparently we've tried I'm sure. Yeah. Have you tried to, Brandon? Yeah, we, we've tried. <laughs> if anyone's listening from Spotify, please hey, let us on. Anybody? <laughs> um, so yeah, the Squanch is on there. We also have a South Park podcast called Respect Our Authority. Um, so those are really great, and check them out. And we're also on Twitter at Wisecrack. Nice, nice. And and is there any way people can specifically find you? They can find me uh, at Alec, A-L-E-C underscore Opperman, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N. I should really simplify that. I, I can't spell that out every time I want to plug my Twitter account. But if you just search for like Alec the Squanch, like I'm sure it'll come up on Twitter. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. And guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to help you out, Alec. I'm just, I'm up. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'm going to put oh, a link sh- to it in the show notes. Oh shit. Make sure you Ye- put the, the wisecrack one first so they don't fire me. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> no, no, I, I, absolutely. I always wisecrack always first. I mean, it's the opposite end of the alphabet. So I, you know, if we're going alphabetical mm, order, yeah. But what, whatever. You're gonna like really set a bunch of like anyone with OCD is gonna be like, oh, I'm never gonna be able to unsee that. <laughs> this show sucks. They don't even do things in order. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you, thank you again so much for for coming on the show, Alec. I I appreciate you. Thank you. It's been great. And for the rest of you, there's a few ways you can get a hold of me. Of course, I am at on twitter on s4ya underscore podcast and s4ya podcast at gmail.com if you choose to go that route uh i want to thank all of you for listening every time i release an episode and even when i don't 
Uh, thank you so much. And, but until next time, I am, of course, Brandon Cruz, and this is submitted for your approval.